Welcome to the Building Heroes podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Everyone, welcome to episode 58 of the Building Heroes podcast. And today I'm really excited to introduce you to one of my good friends, Karen Bates. And she is amazing. She is a homeschool mom of eight children. And it's so interesting because we live really close to each other, but I didn't get to know her until about a year ago. And um, maybe it was two, now I can't remember. But our kids actually knew each other, some of them, like our sons were good friends. and <laughs> But we had never actually crossed paths before. So it was pretty exciting to get to know her because... Her mission is very similar to mine, and I like how she writes. She wrote her mission for me. She said it's to lift people and families into their divine potential by finding principles in great works and nature and establishing connective habits and systems in their life. And that's really deep, but it would be great to ponder (laughs) if you go back through that. But I, I love her vision, and I love what she how she's trying to help others, the homeschool community and beyond. And she has created um, a warrior education, which I imagine we'll talk about more in our interview here. But, and she also wrote a book called Find Your Path, Learn Your Part in the Fight for Good. And so she's very much all about the hero's journey and helping others go on their journey in life and helping us learn how to stand in that fight for good, which is just makes my heart sing because that's what I love too. (laughs) So Karen, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to hop on my podcast. And why don't you introduce yourself and just tell us your story? Um, Thanks, Molly. I'm super excited to do this. I've been wanting to do this for a while because I just love you and I love your podcast. And I think it just has a lot of gems for all of us as we're trying to figure out our personal path and our mission and everything else. It's just a really powerful place to be. So I appreciate you. Um, and my story, my homeschooling story, is that what you're wanting to, how I got started and all of that? Sure. And it, it probably kind of intertwines with a lot of things in your lives. Yeah. Your life, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know when my oldest daughter was going into, um, was about to go into third grade is when we decided to try it. But it started a year before that, where I started thinking about it because I was really running with a friend that homeschooled and she would tell me some of the things. Well, she's homeschooled one of her kids and she would tell me some of the things she was doing. And I thought, oh, I want to have time to do that. That sounds really cool. And I would try to make time to do some of those things. And I found I don't really have time to do any of these things because my kids are busy and um, they're at school. And so anyway, I started thinking about it. But Um, my husband, of course, thought that our kids would be weird if we homeschooled and he was kind of worried. And so, um, I, I kind of put it off until one day he, we just realized we're going to be moving to Utah. And he said, um, I said, well, you know, Utah, there's a lot of kids in each classroom. Maybe we could try homeschooling in Utah. And he was like, oh yeah, maybe we could like kind of, I don't think he really thought that we're actually moving to Utah, (laughs) but then when the time came to move, 
he was like, I was like, oh, remember you said we could maybe homeschool when we moved to Utah? And he's like, wait, I, I said that? What? <laughs> I don't remember saying that. I'm like, yeah, and I read all of these books and I'm super excited about it. And he's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, well, you can read these books too and, and see what you think. And then we can have a good educated discussion about it. He's like, oh, that's a lot of books. He's like, well, I, you know, if you want, you can try it and then we'll see how it goes. And <laughs> so that's kind of how it came to be. Um, I... Um, I don't know how to turn off those notifications. I'm sorry. Um, no, that's okay. That's mom life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so we started to, so I started to try it. And um, if you've, I, it was really, really like, I cried a lot the first few weeks because I couldn't get my kids to do all these awesome things I had planned for them. And I had like little cutouts of, of, um, animals and we're going to like classify them and we're going to get so smart and they would last a few minutes and then they'd get bored. And I was like, I can't do this. (laughs) And, and I remember going at the time it was Yahoo groups. I went to a Yahoo group, a homeschooling one. And I was like, how do you guys do this? Like, I feel like we had all these things planned. We got to like two and a half of them and everybody was like frustrated and we didn't get to like so many things. How are you going to do all of these things with all these kids? And one of the moms replied and said, Tonight, when your kids are in bed, go and look at them and um, just think about why you started doing this in the first place. And I just thought that was brilliant. (laughs) So I did that. I went and I I watched them sleeping and I remembered why I wanted to do this. I wanted to do it because I wanted to have more time with them. I wanted to develop those relationships and I wanted to um, just tailor their education to what they needed. They were bored at school. And um, anyway, so um, that love came back into my heart and I just decided tomorrow, we're just going to go out in nature and we're just going to enjoy being together. And we're going to take little notebooks. And if we find something we want to draw, then we'll draw. And that's kind of where the whole, um, our education is about our environment started to, to sink into my heart. Like it wasn't just me pushing and getting them to do things, but it was about like, what kind of environment can I create that will inspire them? Cause that day we came home and they, they had found a praying mantis and they, wanted to bring it home and put it in this little thing. And then they wanted to know all about it. So we had to go to the library and get books about praying mantises. And then that led to other bugs. And then they got really excited. And I, it wasn't me pushing anymore. It was them wanting to learn because they were curious. And I thought, well, my job is to create this environment um, of, of love so that they get curious and they want to know. And then they seek their education for themselves instead of being pushed into it. So um, that's kind of how we got started. And of course, it wasn't black and white. It wasn't all of a sudden. I still had a lot of little things I had to let go of and learn and adapt. But little by little, we got to where we could um, be excited about learning. And I wasn't pushing and it was a lot more peaceful. And I wasn't crying every night, you know, (laughs) and we could move forward. So that's how the homeschooling journey got started. And I love that so much. Because I think so many moms out there can totally relate to this whole process, even if they haven't gotten to that space where they feel very confident in it yet. But still, we kind of all start out trying to make the kids learn. But I love what you brought up about look at your kids when they're sleeping to remind you of the vision. Because when they're sleeping, wow, they are so innocent. And you just love them so much and you forget about all their annoying habits and (laughs) fight with each other during the day. Yeah. You see them for who they are better when they're sleeping. I think you don't get blocked by the distractions of, of their mistakes or things like that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So true. So I love that. And I think that's such a great thing to remember if you ever need a reset. 
why am I doing this? Just go look at your kids when they're sleeping. Yeah, that is amazing. <laughs> so you, um, you have eight kids, which is a lot. I mean, I have seven, that's a lot too, but eight is even more. And <laughs> although I have said before, you know, once you run out of hands for kid one and kid two, it kind of is all the same after that. Yeah. I think you give your 100% to no matter how many kids you have, right? I had one, one kid was hundred percent and eight kids is my hundred percent. And it's all, we're just giving as much, you know, as we're capable of all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, um, you know, a lot of people are like, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, well, you just do it because you know, you, you can still love another kid as much as the first. And I think for me, I, I kind of feel like I had to have a lot of kids just so I could learn some of the lessons I needed to learn. I know. <laughs> I'm like, for some of you, maybe you can figure this out with just one or two, but I needed a lot. <laughs> I'm a slow learner. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I sometimes think it's funny. It's like, wow, you must be so patient. I'm like, well, no, I had a lot of kids so I could learn to be patient. I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, I, I love what you said too, is like you, you started to shift and to learn this belief that it was all about, um, that you're just creating the environment really to help your kids learn. And so can you address that a bit and just tell us more what that looks like in your home? How do you create that environment? Um, there are very few things that I do consistently because I'm pretty scattered brained and I tend to just go from one idea to the other and I get all excited about this. And, but one thing we do consistently is a a morning devotional. So we make sure that, um, you know, we'll just say a prayer song. And then I'll ask the kids, what did you learn from your studies this morning? And um, from your personal scripture study Um, and they will share their thoughts with me. And sometimes they'll say, Oh, I didn't read this morning, but they know they're always going to be asked. So that kind of gives them a little bit of a, understanding that it's an expectation, I guess. Um, it's not like, I don't ever say you have to do this, but they just know it's part of our family culture. So you just ask, so what did you guys learn? And then I'll share what I learned. And um, I will read some of the words from, um, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. So we have like a magazine that has prophets um, words to us. And so I just, we, we read some of that and we discuss some of the main points and just anything we're learning. And we kind of make a little family goal for the day. Like today, let's work on being extra kind, or let's work on the way we speak to each other. And so it just starts our day with kind of the vision of what we're trying to do as a family, what we're trying to, um, like the day is almost a, a simulation right, of, of real life. We're going to um, work together today in this way. And and then we try to, to implement that and practice that as a family. And of course, we make plenty of mistakes as we practice, <laughs> but um, we have a, at least we start the day with a vision. And I think that habit has been one of the most powerful ones for our family and being able to, um, to move forward with, with the right mindset and, and understanding why it's so important that we get an education. And um, the other thing with, with my program, um, one of the things that we do is we have the kids write in a strategy planner. And so every morning they'll kind of ask Heavenly Father, like, what would you have me study or learn about today? And what would you have me, um, who would you have me help? And so they write some of those things down in their strategy planners. And then they start to, instead of me saying, this is what you've got to learn. And I, I feel like, you know, this, this, and this, and this, it comes from God, straight from God. And so I'm just there to support them, but they are 
trying to figure out their their personal path and how they can fulfill it. And so um, that's another, I think, important aspect of that is, is my job as a mom is to point them to him. And then um, as they develop that relationship, they'll be led step by step in their personal journey, because I don't know what it is. I just know um, that I love them and I want them to know what that is. And so I'm going to do my best to help them go to that source where they're going to find it and where they're going to find that peace and happiness. And so I think those two things, just getting in that vision, understanding that vision and then practicing that, that skill of personal revelation and of practicing their um, character, uh, the traits they want to develop that they are able to then move forward in their own way without me pushing. So that's the main thing that I do. And then every once in a while, I'll do other little things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I love that so much. Like, um, because a lot of us do struggle with consistency <laughs> because moms especially are pulled in all the different directions. And I also think personality comes into play, like with our tendencies. Some of some people are just more consistent in, in things than others, right? I mean, I personally am not super consistent either, <laughs> but I have learned that there are some things that I can get consistent in. And I, I love that you start out the morning this way to help the kids remind them of their vision of the day. And I love that you said you um, set a family goal for the day, because then do you follow up with that? And I'll, and I'll tell you why I asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I wish I did it better. But every once in a while through the day, like if we're working on how to speak to each other, it'll be like a reminder, like, oh, remember where we're practicing this today and let's keep practicing this. And so like every once in a while, it'll be, it'd be nice. Like if at dinner we sat down, like, so how did we do, you know, and in my mind, that's what we do, but usually that's not what we do. So, (laughs) yeah. So like the next day you don't follow up or anything, you just set the intention and, and, and you go with it. So, you know what? I love that because you don't do this perfectly. No. Your kids are amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're just plugging away, doing the best we can, but. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's a really important part, point because sometimes I think we hear other moms who have these awesome kids and, and they do all these great things. And then we look at our own lives and we're going, oh, I, I don't do that. And I'm, I'm, I'm messing everything up and, you know, or I, I'm just not doing it perfectly. Well, you're not doing it perfectly either. And <laughs> <laughs> but you're just choosing some things to focus on and it's working. And that's really what we have to do is just choose to focus on it. And the reason why I asked that question is, do you follow up on it? Because we usually um, do a family goal for the week um, <laughs> and we never remember to follow up on that. <laughs> okay, wait, occasionally we do actually, you know, and that's what comes with practice. We, we do get better and better with the practice. But, um, you know, for a long time, we didn't. But I love the idea of doing it every day because then it seems like, oh, they're actually going to remember it a little better. <laughs> very forgetful of it. <laughs> yeah, the, the week thing, right? So, I mean, and that's really all we can do is we can um, set the intention or the, the focus on what we feel like is most important and start practicing. And you mentioned that too. That's what we're doing is we're practicing. We're not doing this perfectly. So, yeah, I love that. And I also love that you empower your kids to figure out how to go on their own paths as well. And, you know, that's got to be so relieving as a mom trying to homeschool, because how can you possibly make sure they do everything? Yeah, 
Yeah. And it's, um, I mean, I do have some things that I think that they ought to do, right? So I'll tell them that, like, it's really important if you want to, you know, pass a test, you need eventually to do, to do math every day, right? And so I think that that's a really good thing to add to your list. And I did have one kid one day be like, you know, I prayed about it and I didn't feel like I needed to do math today. And I was like, okay, well, maybe you need a break. You know, you've got to decide for yourself if that's how you really sincerely feel. And he came back later and he's like, actually, mom, I do think I need to do that. So, you know, I think just once he had the choice, I think he was kind of testing, like, is this really my choice? And then he was like, oh, well, if it is, then I probably should do math, you know, because kind of his own little thing. But um, yeah, I do. It's, it's not like I just leave it all up to them and be like, you guys decide. I do say like, I, I think this would be a really good idea. And if you want to get good at this, this is what you need to do. So they do. I do give them counsel and direction and I guess expectations in some ways. But um but I've learned that I can't force that never works and they don't learn. So. Yes. And I love that too, because, you know, it, it is, we are allowing, we're allowing the kids to make their choices, but at the same time they have boundaries mm-hmm. and, and the expectations as well and consequences, good and bad, depending on their choices. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I, I remember I had a friend whose um, daughter made a choice that she didn't agree with. And it was to go to this place that she didn't think she should. So she said, okay, that's fine. You can go, but I'm going to come with you. (laughs) Right. So, you you know, you're there as the guide, as the mentor, and and you're there to protect and help your kids. But at the same time, you're helping them learn how to make those choices and, and what to do with their time. So let me ask you this. You say the expectation of the family culture that you have built in your home. And I'm sure this was not overnight um, because I know a lot of times as a mom, I have these great ideas and I want to implement them, but then everybody whines and complains and groans about it. And, (laughs) and then I give up because I'm like, it's not worth the daddle, but you know, I, I, for you setting up this culture, um, it was so important for you. You probably just had to keep going, but like, how did you, how do you get your kids to actually study their scriptures and write in their strategy planners in the morning? Yeah, I like you said, it wasn't overnight, but it was something that we would just consistently ask. And then if they didn't do it, I'd be like, why do you guys think that's important? Just questions, you know, like, why would I ask you to do that? And um, eventually they kind of started coming to their own conclusions about why that was important and seeing my example. Right. Because I, I always came with something to share and how I was going to help my life. And so they started to realize like, oh, this is actually really helpful. It helps mom, maybe it can help me, you know? So um, like you said, it wasn't an overnight for sure. And even now we still have days where it doesn't go smoothly or we forget aspects, but um, a little by little, we started building that understanding and putting it from our heads to our hearts. Cause I guess that's the process, right? Like, I know this is a good idea, but it doesn't get into your heart until you practice it enough to where you're like, oh, it's a part of me now so that I want to do it. And I, I'm inspired to do it and it's not hard anymore. Yeah. And I love that too, because I think, you know, a lot of times with new habits, we think, well, this should be super easy because I thought of it, but (laughs) (laughs) not. (laughs) And, and mom, you know, I, I love that you just held to that ideal that you wanted to get it going. And, you know, even though it's not perfect, it's going right. And you didn't shame the kids. You guys, you have to write in your planners every morning. Why aren't you doing it? I mean, I know that's really tempting. Maybe not for you, but for me. <laughs> <laughs> <like> that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 
you know, or, and, and also you felt it was like so important that you made yourself be the example too, and to come prepared every day. So I, I can't love that enough. Right. <laughs> and I think even for me, it's, I've been doing for this for a long time too. And we can always improve, right? We can always add in new things and we can always add in new habits, even if we've been doing this for a long time. Cause I'm listening to this going, yes, this could be an upgrade. Yeah. You know, we, we could do this. And even though I do have some kids who are highly resistant to anything I suggest, Mm-hmm. eventually it does sink in and they do want to do it. And as we stay calm as moms and just say, you know, why, why would I keep asking you to do this mm-hmm. instead of, I don't care if you think it's boring, we're doing it. <laughs> I actually feel like I just said that last week to one kid, but, <laughs> but it's okay. We don't have to be perfect no. and, and we can keep adjusting and we can keep getting better. Yeah. So um, one thing that I just love that you do that you have started this year, and I am so lucky to be a part of, is you have started a, um, a school, which I hesitate to call it a school because <laughs> it doesn't look anything like a school, <laughs> but it's called Find Your Path Academy, and I just love the idea so much. I when you started posting things on Facebook about the school, I was like, yeah, Karen's cool. Um, wonder what she's doing here at, with this school. Like, yeah, it looks pretty neat, but you know, whatever. I don't need another thing to do. But then as I started looking at what you were doing, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing because you had all these great ideas on how to create this awesome learning environment in like a homeschool co-op setting. So tell us more about that, because I'm sure this will give people ideas. It's it's just so cool. (laughs) Yeah, well, and I think it applies to our home environment too, right? Like I noticed, I've done a lot of Commonwealths and I've I've led and started quite a few. And, you know, you learn along the way about like what's most inspiring and what what really, you know, um, what do the kids really need? And when I started, um, my daughter worked at Class Ropes course for a while and she would come home and she would share some of the neat learning experiences these groups were having. And I was like, that is really transformational. Like that's transformational learning, whatever they're doing over there. So that curious. Oh, pause, pause for one second and just explain briefly what a ropes course is, because sometimes it may seem different in different people's heads, but yeah. yeah. It's like a challenge course. And so there's different activities. Like there's, there's some high course activities where you climb like a rock wall or you jump off a high thing with, you know, a rope obviously attached to you and <laughs> um, just different things that challenge you out of your comfort zone. And then there's group building activities that are lower, but that you're working together to figure out a way to accomplish something. And so they're just kind of like mini simulations, I guess, or mini activities that help you learn principles. So something they teach us that classroom course is that after you have the activity always you always debrief it and you're like what did we learn from this and how can we apply this what did we do well what did we not do well and so they would have these things happening at the ropes course and I thought it was really cool so I went I asked if I could get trained and so I got trained and I learned some of the things they were doing and I just it started to 
fit in with so many other things I had understood, like we're challenging ourselves, but it's a choice. That's something they always say, like, we're here to challenge ourselves, but we're not going to push you into your panic zone, but we do want you to get out of your comfort zone. That's where you grow. And I said, like, oh, that applies to all these areas of learning and, and math and all of these other things that sometimes I could struggle with. Like we got to choose to challenge ourselves to grow. We can't just stay in our comfort zone and we can't get to the point where we're like so overwhelmed that we just freeze and don't do anything. And so I, I love that aspect of it. And then um, as I started sharing with them some of the things I wanted to do educational wise, I'm like, I'd love to do a class here. And um, I was like, I, I also think that nature is such an important part of a child's development because it's like they're in, they're like immersed in God's creations, right? Like his book of, of lessons are all around them and they just absorb so much when they're in nature, they, it, with the things they see and what they feel. And, um, and then just learning those principles of what causes nature, what, what causes things to grow and how things work together. Um, I mean, that's how we create an environment, right? And nature has so much to teach us about that. So I was telling him, I also want to do some things with nature. And he's like, well, I have these seven acres on the other side of the river. Um, if you, or if you want to use those for some of this, you're welcome to use them. And so that was really cool too. So we were able to add that aspect of it. So I thought I want to have like a challenge by choice aspect and a nature let's learn from these, these things aspect. But I also want them to learn to make an impact in the world that they're doing. It's not just about me. And sometimes it happens with our homeschool. It's like, what's my personal mission? What's my, and we get kind of self-centered and in our heads. And then we start to have anxiety because we're like, I don't even know, you know, what I'm supposed to do. And I don't know what my talents are. And then we just stress out, but it's this whole um, shift into like, um, what are some of the problems I'm seeing and how can I help? And then it becomes, we get out of our heads and we're able to see a lot more clearly. We have a much bigger picture. So I wanted the kids to start to see like, how do I take these things I'm learning and make an impact with them? And so that's where the entrepreneurship aspect came in. Like we got to learn how to raise the resources that we need in order to make the difference in the world that we want to make. And, and by resources, I don't just mean money. It can be like beauty or um, skills or talents or, you know, just the resources that are needed um, to, to make a difference. And so you learn those things through entrepreneurship by testing and trying and seeing what works and, um, getting ideas and being willing to move forward with them. And so that that brought that aspect of it into the school as well. So we needed the nature growth aspect and we needed the individual um, moving out of my comfort zone and, and knowing my path, which is where my um, warrior journey program comes in. It's like a step-by-step -step like, okay, let's start this habit in my life now so I can receive this personal revelation. And now I can add this little system that will help me stay connected to God in this way or to my conscience, if you're not religious, I try to make sure that, you know, wherever you're at, <laughs> that, you know, like, okay, I can make these little systems in my life that will keep me connected and it'll help me understand, remember my why in all of these things I'm doing. And so um, there's like this personal path aspect of it, as well as like, how am I going to go forward now with this and make a difference? And um, then that kind of also brought the humanitarian aspect to it. And that kind of was born after I went on a humanitarian trip with my family. And we were driving home and I just had this like intense desire in my heart. Like I've got to do something for these kids. Like I can't just forget this experience, go home and live my normal life and, and forget them. They were so good and so kind and they just met us with so much love. And, and I, I want to do something to help, but I wasn't sure what. So I was talking to God on my way home and I was like, I'm willing to do anything. Do you want me to move to Mexico? Do you want me to start an orphanage? Do you want me to like adopt? Like, what do you want me to do? And um, that's when the idea of like, I had already started thinking about this school, but the idea of like, you got to get 
more families to have these experiences. Like it's nice for your family to come out here and learn from them and to love them and to have these experiences, but more people need to see the need and, and network together and figure out how to help and, um, and start to just create a community where we're trying to do something together as, as well as the kids in Mexico. Like we'll learn from them and they'll learn from us because they are so happy with so little and they have this great work ethic and this great desire for an education. And we have so much to learn from them about what true joy is. And then they also need to feel cared about and loved, you know, without parents, sometimes you struggle with that and knowing that, that you matter. And then they could get that from us as well. And so this um, mutually, what do you call that a symbiotic relationship or when we're both benefiting? Um, I just thought this needs to happen. We need to, we need to be with each other and, and create this. And so that's what the school kind of came to be about is like, let's, let's build our talents and discover our gifts, um, learn from nature, find how to make an impact and use it for good and find ways that we can cooperate and network together to, to do good with all of these things. And so an education became less about what do I need in order to be happy and more about like, what can I do to make this world better, which will in turn bring me happiness. You know, it's an out, it's a byproduct of that mentality, but not the focus. And yeah, I love this so much because as, like I said, you know, at first when you started talking about this, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't need another co-op, you know, we're already busy, blah, blah, blah. But then when I went over there to look at the land and to see your full vision, I was like, yeah, this is what we need because we do get too focused on trying to get all the workbooks done. And, you know, here's your education plan. You have to do this, this, and this where what this whole idea of this school, it just opens up your vision to all the amazing things. And it's all experiential. It, it doesn't look like any other school that I've ever seen really. And <laughs> it's, um, and it does, it takes you out of yourself because the whole reason why we're going on this hero journey is not so that we become Superman and save everyone and be, get all the glory, but it's to go on this path so that we can become our best selves and help others. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we get so caught up in so many good things to learn and, and learn about. I kind of try to just figure out like, what's the most essential things we need to, to, you know, fulfill to understand who we are and how to make an impact in the world. And that's kind of why I put the things in there that I did. I was like, these are the essentials. And if we have these in place, all the other stuff will fall into place, but we don't need to be so worried about making sure that I understand all of the periodic table and all of this and that and that, and, you know, that will come in time as you are prepared and ready for it, but it shouldn't be the focus because it distracts us from these essential things that we really need in our life to understand where we need to go. Yes, absolutely. And that's really what drew me to join the school. Now, you know, if you're listening and you're like, well, I wish I had a school like that, but I don't have one. You know, you can still implement these principles in your own home because really what it is, is we're doing challenges by choice. So as a family, you can come up with challenges and everybody can choose to do them or not, you know, or, and you can do things to get out of your comfort zone and you can do things to move on your path of leadership. And then you can get out in nature. You can, you can plant a garden. You can go out into the mountains. Well, if you have mountains nearby, we do, but <laughs> nature, you can go into nature. You can learn those principles that you can learn from the land, like the law of the harvest. Yeah. You know, that's just one very big one. Go ahead. 
Um, yeah, and that's what we're hoping to be able to do for people too. Like in on the website, it'll say like the school, it'll say like the online program. We want to be able to have like, how can you implement this at home and um, and go through this program with your own family? Um, so right now we're kind of building it and creating it. And there's aspects of it that are already there that you can start. But, you know, the more we understand and work together, then the more um, aspects of it that will be able to be applied in the home environment as well, which is my dream and my hope is that everybody has, the ability to get this kind of education where it's um, a mission-centered education and not just about like, okay, here's the, my <laughs> this determined path that other people think I need to go on. Um, so yeah, I, I do. That's my hope for everybody is to be able to implement this in their home in a systematic way that makes sense for their family. Yes, absolutely. And I want to go back to the other pillars that you have at your school too, that can be implemented and just recap those too, because you also said entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship. I think a lot of people think, oh, that's for those crazy risk takers, but it's really not. It's more of a mindset of problem solving, saying, how can I solve this problem and share it with other people, you know, and that ties right in with helping others and the humanitarian work as well. And so for humanitarian work, we can totally do that in our homes too. We can do service projects. We can help the neighbor. We can do anything where, where we see a need, we can fulfill that need too. So um, all those different um, areas are totally different ways of learning that I know all parents think are, yeah, we want that. But sometimes in our brains, we think, yeah, but that's not real education. And you just frame that as that's the most essential part of education. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when my kids decided they wanted to learn something because they had this um, these principles in their hearts already, it became very easy, right? Like um, my daughter's like, oh, I need to pass ACT. So then she's just an hour a day. I'm going to do these practices. And she, on her own, decided to do that, right? And they all just find the things that they love. And then they just, I'm going to learn all the skills I need in order to do this. And it comes from them because they understand the principles of growth and what they need and their, the desire to do something about it is there. Yeah, for sure. And I think for some families, this comes a lot more naturally than it does for others. And that's why, you know, I love that we actually both have programs that can help with this whole idea. And some people might think, well, wait, they're kind of competing, but we're really not because <laughs> we have the same mission, the same vision in so many ways, but and we have different programs, but they can totally be used with each other. But really, in the grand scheme of things, we just need a lot more people to be taking their paths, to be going on their journeys in this fight for good. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like uh, a lot of the reason that I'm able to do anything I'm able to do are, are just because like there's inspiring people like you, you know, you see people like jumping in and being like, OK, we got to do something. There's like there's this all the education system is is kind of broken in so many ways and, and there's so many kids being left without understanding who they are and feeling like they're dumb and just all these different things because of the way the system is constructed we somebody's got to do something and you see people like you jump in and you're like okay well I got to do something too and then I jump in and then there's people around me that are like oh um she's kind of drowning we should probably help her out too and then people kind of come in and and help and so I just think that as long as you have a willing heart and are willing to do something that little by little good people will come in your path and resources will come your way and you'll start to see a little more clearly just by your willing heart to move forward in some way the best way you know how at this time um, and as more of us do that and help each other do that then the more we all grow and we all um, see the fruits of what we're trying to do and 
and we help each other um, just make the impact that we're trying to make in this world. Yes, yes. And that is totally how it works because this is part of the pattern of the hero's journey. When we're going on our hero's journey, we are getting these calls to action. And these act- calls to action are going to be to do something good, to help other people, to help improve people's lives. And it may be our lives, it may be other people's lives, it may be both. But as we go along and as we listen to and act on these calls to action, like you probably did not have time to start a school. You have eight kids and you homeschool. You don't, and you run a business. You don't have time to start a school, literally, but you did it anyway. (laughs) And it worked amazingly. (laughs) You you got so many people bought into the vision that come along. And those people are your, your friends and allies, because that's what comes when we follow those calls to action to do good people join in which is awesome because they get their own calls to action to help too you know which I just love that pattern because it makes life so exciting you don't know where you're going it's totally unknown you don't really know if this is going to work but you're going to do it anyway and the you know that there's going to be obstacles in the way which yes there definitely have been but you also know that there are going to be people there to support and help and come in, you know, yeah. and allow them to. Yeah. And we all learn from each other's talents as, as different as we are. And it makes it all work so much better just because, yeah, you're all willing to, to do what you, what you can with what you know. Yeah. And that's one thing I really admire about you is that you are so willing and, and accepting of all the other people coming in to help because they don't always want to help in the same way that you would do it right? (laughs) But you're willing to be open and listen to those ideas to go in the direction that God wants it to. Yeah. Cause I know that they have strengths that I don't have. Like I, I am not aware of all of my weaknesses, but I'm aware of quite a few of them. (laughs) And, and so when people come in with different, different viewpoints than I have, I do see like, oh, um, maybe I don't agree with this, but they, they're seeing something I'm not seeing. And so I can learn from them. And I think, yeah, um, that's a big reason that anything is going well is because of their talents and gifts. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's something we can all start practicing at home as well is to start following those calls to action that we get. And that's basically what you're doing and what you're talking about with the strategy planners is you're helping your kids learn to hear their own calls to action and then act on them. And we can totally do that at home. I love how you brought that into home too, because our kids have different gifts and talents than we do. And sometimes our personalities are, are difficult to get along with each other, but we can listen to them and learn from their perspective because a lot of times that they're seeing things that maybe we're not seeing or understanding things in a different way. And as we learn to listen to each other, we really do lift each other as a family um, and support each other in our different unique ways. Yes. And I think that's one reason why you're so good at implementing this culture because you do listen instead of going, come on, just do what I say. (laughs) I have, I have way too little knowledge to be able to do that. (laughs) So I guess that's a gift. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is a gift. I mean, I don't know if it's because I have too much knowledge, but I think sometimes I do have too little patience (laughs) and I forget. And then I just have to reset and just say, wait, maybe they do have a valid point here. And, you know, maybe we need to relook at this and reset. And maybe I need to go look at them when they're sleeping. But, (laughs) (laughs) But yes. Anyway, I love this so much. And I, I also, you know, love talking it up with my kids even and saying, 
you guys are really lucky because how cool is that, that you get to go to a school where you have ropes course and you actually have to ride a little boat across the river to go to the farm and, and, and you get to learn with all these other awesome people who are trying to do good things in life. And my kids are kind of like, yeah, whatever. But I think it's awesome because when they grow up and they start talking to their kids, they're going to tell them where they went to school and maybe their kids are going to be wowed, or maybe they're going to set up that same kind of learning environment for their kids too. Yeah. I'm going to learn something in it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Say that again. Oh yeah. They're learning something by being in it, even though sometimes they don't quite see the big picture, but being in it, immersed in it. Yes. Yes, exactly. And, and I think, you know, that is kind of um, the big picture too, because education is causing a lot of anxiety just in the culture of it. And I love that's what we're trying to do here is change the viewpoint of education and make it more of a path, more of a wonderful learning experience. And that is something that you want to do with your schools and what I want to bring into people's homes that we can change the mindset of education and change it into this um, place where we be, we focus on the essentials so that we can have the greatest impact in the world. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yes, it is. So <laughs> that is awesome. And that is one thing that you want to do with the Find Your Path Academy is to make it replicable so mm-hmm. that other people can do it too. But at the same time, you can totally do this in your own home too. You don't have to have a school like this. No, yeah, just focus on the essentials and, and things will come your way and the paths will be opened up to you and you'll see more clearly as you try <laughs> and practice. Yes. yes, so much, yes. So um, thank you so much for coming on this morning with me. And why don't you tell our audience where they can learn more about you and the program that you have? Yeah, thank you, Molly. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> when I came in here, I was like, I get to just talk to Molly for now. It's going to be great because I was inspiring. <laughs> so, and of course you were. Um, so my program is at uh, warriereducation.com. And if you want to, you know, backslash school or just on there, you'll see the FYP Academy and there's different little tabs that you can learn. Um, and the program that you can apply at home as well um, is on there and the book um, you can buy there. So yeah, that's a the place where you can go to find out like the information you can also find me on social media friend me um karen tavaris bates on facebook or karen bates 10 on instagram so those are some places yes awesome and even if you're just interested in like the strategy planner or the book or whatever you can find all that on the website and i highly recommend them there i i was reading it you know i got it like a year or so ago and i was reading it i was like oh this is so good. She gets it. I love this. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love that, you know, even though a lot of what we teach overlaps, I just love having the different perspectives because it cements oh, yeah. it better in your brain. It, it, it does. It's super powerful. That's how I felt yes. about your book. <laughs> so yeah, all, uh, it helps so much. Yes. It's awesome. All right. So thank you so much and go ahead and check that out at a warriereducation.com. And um, go from there. Thanks so much. Thanks, Molly. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on Building Heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at 
www.buildingheroesacademy.com.